What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. Today, I have a very special guest. Al Sidney is in the building. How you doing, Al? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Just living, man. For sure, for sure. Um, once again, this is 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. For those who aren't familiar with the show, quick rundown is that we do some intro questions just to set the tone. I got a little icebreaker spelling bee thing. If uh, if you're down for that, Al, uh, feel free not to. <laughs> it's all good. And Third uh, grade spelling bee champ. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> I mean, I like it when people got confidence, man. Sometimes people come on, they're like, oh, man, I, I'm not good at spelling. And I'm like, ah. But uh, yeah, after that, we uh, we get into the main portion of the interview where you get to choose numbers between 1 and 34, and we kind of flow with the conversation that way, and then we wrap it all up with a few few closing closing questions. Sound good to y'all? Yep, sound good. All right, man. My very first question for you is, uh, how, how have you been? It's been more than a decade since, uh, you know, we, yeah, we last man, spoke. Yeah, man, I think the last time we saw each other in person... Uh, we were, I don't even think I, we were out of high school. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember we were, I remember we were rapping. Yeah. We were we're rapping. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, I think that was at my house, um, in El Cerrito, uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> El Cerrito. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, man. But yeah, man. I mean, life has happened. That was what, 2008, 2007, 2008? Yeah, um, yeah. Where, where'd you go after high school? Did you stay in the Bay for, for school or? Uh, no, I left. I always knew I wanted to leave. Um, I went to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, for sure. Um, and then I did my applied physics there. Then I went up to upstate New York at a school called uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute and got my electrical engineering degree. For sure, for sure. Um, and uh, you said you were now where? You were up back on the oh, West? I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm back on the West Coast. I'm in Washington uh, State, um, about 20 minutes south of Seattle. Um, and yeah, just living, working, wife and kids, house. Uh, I still got the student debt, so you know, almost there for the American dream, you know. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, man. I feel like I've been drowning in that debt for a long time, but you know, almost getting out there, almost getting out there. Uh, yeah, man, I have a morbid view on that student debt. <laughs> like, like I'm prepared to die with this stuff, man. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna get rid of it. I've been paying; it ain't been going down. I, I feel you. I know. I feel you. I mean, is it true like that? E that's one of the debts that will get passed on to your kids. Like, not not too many debts have no, that. No, no, no. Oh, that's not you true. Can't, you can't uh, discharge it through bankruptcy, but it does not get passed down. Got you. Whew. All right. Well, yeah. Then it doesn't seem so bad. You know, not, not closing <laughs> it out. <laughs> I'm just trying to look out for my kids. You feel me? But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my second question for you is how what would you like your descendants to know about you um i'm sure you're kind of familiar with how i frame it you know if you could reach out forward what would you like them to know about you um uh, i would like to know that uh, uh i tried very hard uh from where i started to uh ensure a better life for them so just setting up infrastructure, whether it, whether it be financial infrastructure, um, 
and that's always men's first thing they go to. So like the financial uh, uh, gift forward um, behavior infrastructure. So uh, I got two boys, seven and four, and I'm always trying to model behavior for them. Um, and I hope they take that. Um, not only be behavior, but the way to think just just being a very, a very like bar to aspire to. Um, so like I, I did all of that and I hope my descendants don't take that for granted because that's what they grew up in versus something they had to learn. Um, and pass that forward. But ultimately, I tried my hardest <laughs> to, to, to provide the best, not only for uh, my kids, my grandkids, and, and all the uh, uh, children thereafter. For sure, man. I mean, your, your work speaks for itself. You know, you, you're out doing what, you, what you're doing. And honestly, not everybody's doing that. So mad respect. Um, and my third question for you is, how would you like to be honored? If I was going to tell myself, you know, today I want to honor Al Sidneyo, how could I do that for you? Um, are we allowed? What? Oh. Is is what's the what's the what's the rating? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, be yourself, man. That's that's. Don't uh, censor yourself. Okay. Yeah, don't um, feel like gotta hold back. Yeah. Uh, 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 I like to be honored through like acts of service. So, you know, um, I'm not used to receiving gifts. So it's just like, hey, man, hey, here go. Uh, I I like marijuana a lot. So, hey, man, here go this. Not only that, we're going to take your car to get washed. Not only that, we about to take you to the strip club. Not only that, <laughs> this is me. This is 31-year-old me. It may change in a few years, but this is me now. Like, we're going to take you to the strip club. We gonna, Man, we're going to show you a good time. You ain't got to worry about nothing. You just go with the flow. And thank you for being who you are, right? <laughs> so, like, them knowing what I like in order to... Uh, gifted and um, yeah, yeah. I got Cause, you. Uh, Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, man. Being in control all the time is is, is hard. Uh, just those mental faculties are always being in use, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Just just wear you down. I often think about like uh, you know how they say uh, uh, if you want to, it's better to do something right the first time. Right. Yeah. But then people never really think about how hard it is to do everything you got to do right the first time. Right. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. think about a hard day. Uh, I'm sorry, couldn't do your show. But man, your day was just rough, and you did everything you're supposed to do, and now comes dinner. You eat, and what's the next right thing to do? Wash the dishes. But you tired. <laughs> you tired, man. Yeah, it's, man. it's so simple, but there it is. I mean, that's a trip. I thank, thank you for sharing. I, I never thought about that that question that way, or just you know how taxing it can be. You know, to keep that, to be in control. You know, to be able to see things and you know try to make it follow follow a plan or a routine that you have. Yeah, um, just the follow through. Yeah. The follow, follow fucking through for sure. Uh, all right, man. My last question for the intros is how well do you know yourself? And if it's hard to put into words, you could do a scale from one to 10. 
Um, uh, I know myself pretty well. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I know uh, characteristics I like. Um, spend a lot of quiet time with myself. Um, just thinking through stuff. I mean, I even do it now sometimes. I'll drive around um, with no radio on, just letting the thoughts flow. So, um, yeah, I know myself pretty well. Um, nine out of 10, I'm pretty sure there's something in there. I ain't figured out yet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you, man. I got you. Uh, I mean, as, as every year goes by, I feel like I get to know myself a little bit better. And uh, I, this year in particular, I've definitely like finally grasped the concept of knowing what I, the, creating the, those hard lines for myself, like things I'm willing to get into and things I, I just really have no interest in getting into. Um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely interesting how, how you learn about yourself as you get older. Yeah, yeah, it's always in relation to other people, right? <laughs> always. Damn, you're right. We're, we're, we're not an island, right? You gotta. Sometimes you learn through experience. Sometimes you learn through watching other people. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So we made it to the to the icebreaker spelling bee portion. Um, and if you do get it right, you will be invited back on for the the, the spelling bee episode where you go up go up against other guests that have uh, gotten the word right as well. Um, that's down the line, but and if you're available, that's the hardest part <laughs> is to get everybody on the same schedule. But yeah, just letting you know, no pressure. <laughs> but uh, let me know when you're ready. Uh, let's do it. All right, man. So you, you since you mentioned you, you've seen a couple episodes, let me know if you've heard this word before and heard it spelled on the show before. Um, liaison. Oh, um, I didn't hear it said. However, I know how to spell it uh, because at Boeing, they spelled it wrong. Gotcha. Right? All right, go I for it. What they, they pronounced it wrong. Um, uh, now, now I'm scared to say L-I-A-S-O-N. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, man, there's a, there's actually a missing letter right, right in the middle. Now, I, I feel bad, like... the. Boeing hit it wrong? Did I get it wrong? Like, um, <laughs> only thing I can think of is is two S's. Oh man, it's a uh, L I A I S O N. I know. Oh, you can fact check me. Uh, like, oh, I'll, no, I'll, I'll Boeing spelled it wrong. They they call it Liason. and like spelled it like that on on papers like liaison okay okay. that's hilarious yeah well well i think uh uh, the professional world is wrong on this one yeah 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 i mean hey i I just simple google search will will do (laughs) but uh you know maybe someone was afraid to tell whoever they were working for that they were wrong and it just got on there but that is very possible yeah you know all right man um we made it to the main portion of the interview go ahead and choose a number between one and 34 uh let me get 17 17 what what makes you excited for the future i am very pessimistic that is a hard hard question um 
makes me excited for the future. Um, building that foundation I was talking about earlier for people after me. Um, also being an, a, a good influence um, to others, right? So my circle of influence, my friends, people that I can help out, um, just just being a resource, right? So for me, that means building up my skill set and my knowledge base and my experience base to uh, be able to be that resource for people, right? And then uh, uh, to uh, making sure that, you know, I'm always attentive to the needs of my people, right? So my friend, so if, if I call you a friend, like you like family, like you are the inner circle, don't, don't ever question it. I, I call my friends and I don't even say hi. Hey, what you doing? I got you. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but um, yeah, man, uh, just just the growth part, right, of life. Um, growing, uh, not only being benefit to myself and my family, but uh, to others. I was actually talking to my wife about uh, this slightly, um, just um, just how uh, any child that's in my vicinity. Right, I'm watching. Like I'm, I, they are in care of, right? Gotcha. And like I can only do that because of my past experience and the fact that, like, um, you know, I have the forethought to, like, let kids know, hey, this this is what you should be doing. This is what you shouldn't be doing. And for some reason, they listen. I don't. I don't have to scream. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, just I look forward to being a benefit to others. That's dope, man. For sure. Um, go ahead and throw me another number. Uh, 22. What is something you feel like you've taken control of? Because, you know, there's a lot of things out there we're not in control of. What's that one thing for you? Hold on one second. All good. All good. What do you Sorry about that, Jan. Hey, no, you good, man. I'll take care of it later in post. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the question again? Yeah, uh, the question was, what is one thing that you've taken control of? Uh, you know, there's a lot of things out there in the world we don't have. We have. We don't have any control on. What's that one thing for you? Um. Uh, things that I don't have control of, right? So at about 17, uh, no. and, and like one outward expression of that is how people think of me, how people perceive of me, right? Um, and like, there's two sides to that. It's like, what do you present? And then how people uh, take that in and what it means to them, right? So <clears throat> I'm always trying to present the best version of myself, the most integrous, is that a word? Integrity. I don't know. I have to check later. The, the, the most, the part of me that has the most integrity to people, right? Um, and so, like, that's not always. People don't always get that, right? Um, and so, people perceive it in different ways. And then, like, <clears throat> I've had issues where I've had issues with people, even in the workspace. Well, I didn't like how you said that, or, or 
uh, what did you mean by that? And like, to me, it's always plain Jane. Like, um, you asked me a question, I gave you the answer. The answer was just that, there was nothing behind it, right? Um, so like, uh, uh, but yeah, controlling how people perceive things. Like I've, I've let go of that at 17. I knew I needed to let go of that. Like not everybody's gonna like you. Not everybody's gonna think you're funny. Not everybody's gonna think you're cute. Not everybody's uh, uh, gonna like uh, your particular, well, think your particular skill set is valuable, right? And there's nothing, and even though it is, right? And you've had success with it, um, it's not always gonna be to everybody. And so like, pleasing, trying to trying to please everybody, trying to get everybody to like you, is futile. That doesn't mean don't be a good person or don't try to be a friendly person, but just when you see it, it that it, it is what it is, <laughs> right? Um, uh, uh, yeah, so just just not trying to not trying to uh, uh, control everybody's perception about me, right? And so and so like to further that, so like um, I talk about this with my wife all the time too, because uh, she's a very her public image is very important to her, right? To me, I don't care. Like I tell her all the time, I have no shame, right? <laughs> I am who I am. Right, I have no shame. Uh, if I said it right, um, I'll probably stand on it, and I'm slow to speak because of that. Right? If I said it did, I'll probably say it again. I have no shame. <laughs> right? And so, like, even especially in the work environment, like corporate work environment, there's there's this uh, there's this game you have to play. Right? I'm trying to get people to like you, so you get noticed, so you get promotions. So, and also, so you know, you can have a good environment for yourself. Uh, but at certain points, like people will use that against you um, and either pile more work onto you, uh, try to make, uh, because you're trying to appease, you take on that work or um, take on work that's not yours, uh, take on responsibility when things go bad that's not yours because it's just like, well, I can resolve it or I was kind of involved and it's just like, no, 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 no. Like they think it's your fault, but you weren't in charge of Right, you can't take that. Right, take what's yours and keep it moving. And and not everybody's gonna like you. And to her, that hurts her soul. <laughs> but to me, it's just like it's part of the game. It is. It is. Um, I mean, it sounds like you're talking from first-hand experience because I I know I've I've seen those office politics as well, and uh, you know just how people try to navigate that game. Is there a fair way to like I don't know? promote people and because in my I, if you don't know somebody it it like it's hard to to trust them right and it's hard to trust them with the promotion but then like if you know there's somebody else that you know maybe is at the same same level at, at work or whatever but you just don't know them as much you, and that's when that interpersonal relationship is an advantage for somebody you know to get that leg right. up is how how does how sh- should one approach that kind of situation? You know, like oh, well, 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 the game is there to be played, so play, right? But also play to win. You see what I'm saying? So, so, um, so you you do the office politics because you're in the office environment, 
like you signed up for the game to be played, right? So for me, right? So one clear example uh, for me, which um, kind of goes against office politics is like, I have no problem with telling somebody no, right? And like, that'll be the only response, right? Um, like if somebody says, hey, uh, do you think you can do this? No. Right, because I don't, not a, no, well, maybe I can. Well, if you give me some time to look at it, no, I assess what I need and, it, well, what I can do, my time um, here. And, and if I can do it, I'll say yes. Otherwise, it's a flat out no, right? But that takes people back, like, takes people aback. Um, because, like, they're, they're used to the game. Well, let me see a cooperative environment. No, I'm cooperating with you. I'm just letting you know clearly what my intentions are so you can go find somebody else who can, right? Right. Um, one thing with me is expectations are everything, right? If you set an expectation, good or bad, um, like, you, you got to deliver on that. And if you don't deliver on that, no matter the situation, it's bad. Um, but, yeah, play the game. Right. And when you need to, like, show your best, you show your best. Um, and in terms of from a supervisory role, if I need to hire somebody well, promote somebody, um, yes, you'll never get rid of the bias. If you like somebody, they'll always seem a little bit better. But um, you kind of go back to the business needs. All right. What are their outputs? What are their pain points? Right. You, you got to construct a high profile. But and hopefully what will happen is your work will outshine any like little small personal flaws, right? So for me, that's been the case. So my curtness, um, like in that example, has a lot of times worked to my benefit because it's just like, well, if you go to Al, he's gonna tell you what he can do and what he can't do, right? And people like that. I can assess you immediately on the spot versus sometimes they come through, sometimes they don't. Uh, but I really like their stories at the water cooler, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a case-by-case -case basis, but hopefully in a corporate environment from promoting somebody, their work and their uh, delivery is really what I'm looking at. Um, and if they're about neck and neck, then, of course, I'm going to pick the person I like. I got you. I got you. Yeah, man, uh, you brought up saying no at the workplace. That is something I'm working on. And I think, you know, I, I just said my first big no recently. So. It feel was, good, don't it? It, it does. Like, it does, uh, man. No. <laughs> <It's> no. Like, <laughs> when, when it came down, like, to work, you know, I'm stuck in that mentality of, like, oh, I got to try to do everything. Show them I can do everything. Um, but, yeah, I, it's never, like, turned out what, what good for me so you know to this this Look, man this is my philosophy when it comes to work right okay there's always more <laughs> there's no matter how much you get done there's always more there is no finish line right there may be a finish line for this project for this deliverable as soon as you do that like you don't get a day off right you don't you don't get a few hours to like, you know, half a day off to kick it, to celebrate, drink a beer, whatever you do. Like to celebrate, I just finished that big piece of work. Nah. Well, here's this. Go ahead and start on that. Right? 
<laughs> right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so do your super eight, right? Go in, know what you can do, set up your work, you know, be be a great employee, but don't be afraid to say no because there's always more. You're right. You're right. I like that term, super eight. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind every time I clock in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Thank, thank you for dropping that that Naganum knowledge, man. I appreciate that. Um, go ahead and shoot me another number. Uh, thirteen. What's one thing on your bucket list? Skydiving. Yeah, same here, man. Skydiving. <laughs> I want to be scared out of my mind, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> it is purely adrenaline reasons. Like, like oh, I always want to try it. No, man. I know. Like just, just them uh, uh, roller coaster drops, like free falls. Are you out of your mind? Like, yeah, man. I just, I just want to say I did it. Um, I hope I don't get addicted. I'm, I'm an adrenaline junkie, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, skydiving, plain and simple. No, no. And, and yeah. the little eye flies don't do it, man. No, the eye fly. You, you've done yeah. the eye fly. I haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah, man. They don't do it, man. There's, there's not that free fall. You know, and they got the safety measure. Nah, man, I need that that that, that feeling in the pit of my stomach. Oh yeah, the, that, them butterflies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I feel you on getting whole addicted thing to it because I know that I want to do it one time at least by myself. But you know, regulations and all that stuff, you gotta like do it ten times at least, or how many hours you gotta put into it before you can like fly by yourself. But mm -hmm. man, yeah, like. And it's an expensive hobby. You know, I can't just go and take the time to fucking skydive every weekend. But, you know, that's that's my, on my bucket list as well, too. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, okay, let's go with... Uh, uh, let's start at the top. Number one. Number one. What can you, can you not imagine living without? Electricity. <laughs> 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 so, look, hey, man, yeah, I texted you today. My power went out today. I was just like, man, I am very, very uh, first world country, and yeah. you know, not, <laughs> like, like I, I need electricity. I need it for my lights. I need it for my refrigeration. Uh, I need it for my alarm systems. Uh, I need it. Uh, uh, I'm an IG addict, so I need it to scroll, man. I need to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, and I, I need my, I, I mean, people don't realize how, like, integral electricity is, like, like, when they, when they say we live on a grid, it, we really do, right? Mm. Um, and so, like, like, I paused there, and I was just like, yeah, I can go a few days, a few months without electricity, but uh, after that, I'm gonna start trying to build my <laughs> own generator, like, I'm gonna get some copper wire, <laughs> Throw that thing on a on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a pedal. I'm a pedal. Yeah, get this generator. Pedal, man, you know, look, some some uh, uh, some uh, uh, solar cells. Something that I yeah. mean. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, to follow up to that, what's what's been your favorite invention? You know, maybe something that didn't exist like before our lifetimes, but you know, it just came out during our lifetimes and like oh shit this is a game changer or you know it's your yeah your favorite invention 
so I do a lot of like DIY projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was here before our lifetime. But uh, in doing like large scale uh, projects, the nail gun. Um, <laughs> and it's a weird one, but look, like let me tell you, like going from nailing in with hands <laughs> to just hooking up the the. I need my electricity to do this, but hooking up the <laughs> pressurizer, right? And just doop, doop, doop down the line, man. Like it, 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 it will change your outlook on like, oh, I see why people do this for a job. Like this is not hard work. You can get, depending on the size of the job, you can get to, to two or three jobs in a day and make $3,000, right? Word, it's like that, it's like that. Yeah, I've yeah. never used a nail gun. Like, so I I know how tiring doing this gets. But... Yeah, man. You... <laughs> <laughs> right, look, man. My um, uh, back in '98, right. So uh, I was in Louisiana, and my dad used to uh, he used to reshingle wool, uh, roofs, um, and it was real weird because it's like he's doing it in the middle of the summer in Louisiana. It is sweltering, sir. But. <laughs> Got to make his money, right? So he's doing that. And I used to just see him all day, right? And at the end of the day, he'd just be spit. And I'd just be like, man, that looked like a lot of work. Even at eight years old, like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then, like, I had to replace a section of the fence, right? And then, like, I'm sitting there. I'm just like, imagine if I had to do this whole roof, I would die. Do you understand? <laughs> I see why people pay people to come do this. But then um, uh, before I finished the fence, the neighbor came with their nail gun and then it was doo doo, doo doo, doo doo. And a uh, 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 whole day project turned into an hour 30. Yeah. Right? yeah. Problem yeah. two, man. That nail gun is it. You got, <laughs> I, I don't even need one right now, but I feel like I just should just have one just in case. <laughs> look, look, man, when you get your own house, you're going to realize like this stuff breaks. And I don't want to pay a professional $200 to come out and then just tell me what's wrong. And then I got to pay for the fix of what's wrong. Let me get these tools because a lot of it is easy. Let me get these tools, proper tools, uh, watch these videos, read these books. And then do it myself. I got to do deck railing uh, 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 over the summer and put in a retaining wall. Sounds like a lot. Well, it's a lot of work, but doing it is easy. Right? It just gotcha. takes a little bit of time, a little bit of patience. I feel that. I feel that. Um, I had a follow up question, but it's a fleeting thought. My bad, my bad. Uh, go ahead and throw me another number. Uh, let's go three. My favorite mm-hmm. number. How could you be kinder to yourself? I could talk to myself nicer in my head. Uh, <laughs> I'd be, uh, yeah, man. You say yourself is your harshest critic. And yeah, man, I'd be talking to myself all kinds of crazy stuff. I would never say out loud um, uh, to other people or any way, shape or form. Um, so, uh, but for me, I know that's particularly hard because uh, as a high performer, right? You you have high expectations of yourself and, and what you want to achieve. And then like the conundrum comes in when like you're achieving in, in all these other places, right? 
but you can't get it right in this one place. And you're just like, man, what's what's wrong with you, dog? You all right? You good? And then I grew up with a, a, a grandfather that I grew up, uh, let's see, 1940s. So he was in the 1950s, he was 14, right? And so like, they ain't talk to themselves that nicely either. So <laughs> I kind of picked up on that. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that would be the one thing. Talk nicer to myself, motivate myself in a more, uh, what do you call, um, positive way. <laughs> I got um, you. Yeah, man. Well, um, oh, go ahead. No, no, you seem like you finished. I was going to pick another number. Oh, uh, well, I was just going to ask uh, as a follow-up to that question. If if someone was having a hard time talking kinder to themselves, what would what would be like a piece of advice you would give them? Maybe accomplish um, that. Um, um, and this is something I say to myself as well, right? So remember your greatness, right? So remember the things every once in a while you get so bogged down in the things you haven't done not necessarily comparing yourself to others but just stuff that you want to do that for some reason just hasn't happened right and you just like okay why 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 and then you go down that rabbit hole but then you know take a step back remember your greatness man you did this you did this right a, B, C, D, F, G, down the list. Like you've done great things. Like your story is good, right? You're in a rut right now. Take the time to figure out why. Um, but remember that you've been great before and you will be great again. Just, just figure it out, right? I got you, I got you. Um, go ahead and throw me another number, man. Uh, 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 where was that? 33. Let's double it up on threes. So, nature versus nurture. How much of yourself would you say is each, each, you know? Uh, um, most of me is nurture because I had to uh, undo programming, right? So, um, yeah, man, I didn't, I, it's been a, a spiritual journey. Uh, and it's always been there, but it really got activated in 2015. Hmm. So, uh, we're a Christian, all right? Um, well, that's like an entry point. But yeah, grew up Christian, so spiritually, and grew up Christian, right? Um, and like, I'm analytical, so like, I'm reading the book not to get it's the Bible to get inspiration, but I'm reading it as a book. Like, okay. Like, okay, what is this telling me, right? Is it consistent, right? And then like, there was a point where I realized this, these are, these are not particularly true stories, but they are useful stories, right? It's like fables. This is a book of fables, right? There's a lesson in each one of these stories, right? So then like that pinged off in my head, I want to say around 2011, and then I started reading it as such, right? Mm. Helped everything, right? <laughs> Put me in a whole different mind frame. I uh, really did that. Um, and then from there, uh, uh, undoing, when I, when I met my wife, when we started dating, like undoing what I had learned, what family was all about, and how 
Like you're supposed to interact with friends, right? So just the interpersonal skills. This is what family is supposed to do for you. This is what, how friends are supposed to treat you, right? If somebody says they're your friend, then like, yeah, these are the interactions that you can have. Um, understanding that like, uh, everybody ain't gonna make it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and I put it like this, and this is even regarding my own family members, right? My, my siblings, right? Got a lot of siblings, but, uh, but regarding my own siblings, like for years I tried to do stuff with them and uh, they just wouldn't budge, right? And so I always gotta make stuff make sense. So like, it's just kind of just like, well, um, every object in the sky is not a star, but they all have their place in the cosmos, right? Gotcha. So like, recognize who they are, where they're supposed to be, and then work from them, work with them from there, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so just relearning, rewiring how things are supposed to be. So my family dynamic was so messed up um, to, okay, now let me apply that in other places. So from there, I just started reading. I went down the whole like Kemet Egyptology, like uh, uh, roadblock. I read the Quran. I read the... Um, uh, uh, what's the Jewish Bible? The uh, Tanakh. Um, I, like uh, I read the Kabbalion, and like I kind of settled in this space where I realized these religious texts are based on the same things. Um, you just apply them differently, right? So these are roadmaps. These are roadmaps. So much of me is just reforming what I had learned and trying to put the best combination together so that. I can be a better resource to other people so that I can leave something for my descendants. And it's all like rooted in that. So like, even if I come in contact, uh, if I'm reading something that I don't necessarily agree with, like I tell myself, keep reading. Like you have to keep reading, right? Absolutely. I don't like that. And most people just say, push that away. Oh, they crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. And they push it away. No, I tell myself, keep reading, read the whole thing read the whole thing. Even if they're attacking your demographic specifically, read the whole thing. So you can understand their whole argument and like pick it apart, see what's true and pick it apart where it needs to be picked apart, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, um, a lot of me is nurture, self-nurture or, um, and I pick up a lot of things just through watching, right? Like just looking at people, um, I had people tell me I have an intense stare, <laughs> right? Uh, like in conversations, like, so when I'm talking to people, I look, I look, I'm, I'm listening, I'm actively listening. And uh, one woman told me, she was just like, she was just like, I don't know to be creeped out or like to, to appreciate what's happening here. And I was just like, what are you talking about? It's just like, you're like really looking at me. And I'm just like, I'm engaged in conversation. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like I'm, I'm trying to vibe here. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of it for me is nurture. Sure, man. Um, thank, thank you for opening up. And 
yeah, I mean, that, that's a that's a new gift. That's a new talent just to be able to stay engaged in conversation. Right. You know, I, I feel like I, I catch myself looking to the side or looking away. But, you know, when when I am like completely locked in and I have gotten people tell me, like, why are you staring so hard? And I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to be like, you know, but. Oh, my bad. Let me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> Does this make you more comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, and ho- hopefully, you know, kids these days, they'll, they'll be able to, you know, realize what's happening and keep keep that keep that gift alive before before it's too late. Um, yeah, man, you just got to tell them. You gotta, even if they don't want to hear it, like people, people cannot stop listening, right? They can ignore what you tell mm, them, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, like, um, what? So my wife's mom and me are pretty much the same person characteristically right for sure um and like uh, her mom didn't want to like me but i knew for the first visit but i like we good girl <laughs> why are you fronting girl like we decided i see you you see me we good that's what's up <laughs> but uh like part of her growing up was like forming a detachment from her mom right and like we were together while she was going through that process and she was just like my mom won't listen to me and i was just like what do you mean she won't listen knowing myself knowing she is me right characteristic yeah. like, what do you mean she won't listen she's just like she'll uh ignore what i'm saying i'm just like just because she doesn't respond doesn't mean she doesn't hear you right so you you the onus is on you to say what you need to say say the thing that needs to be said don't worry about the response right if you say it and it's correct and it's in truth and it has some grounding, right, then there's nothing to be refuted, right? And if there was a, a, a refutation point, you would hear it. But the fact that you hear silence is golden. Like, it hit. <laughs> Just take that as a lit, right? But you still don't say what needs to be said. She gonna hear it. She gonna think on it. And then eventually she gonna come back to it uh, either in a comment or or talk to you have a serious conversation about it uh, i mean I'm, I'm sure that was super valuable insight for your for your, for your lady uh, and you know fortunate for you to have like such a i guess that vibe same similar vibe as her, her as her mom in that situation but damn i, f- I feel that um sorry i was thinking about this question that popped up uh earlier as well and it had to do with, uh, you know, you had done the, the act of reading the different books of different, uh, what would you call them? Religious faiths. Religious faiths. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is there a way or a possibility for everyone to kind of get on the same page? Or were the stories too different? Were they just presented in like way different ways or, you know? Well, well, see what you what you have to do is right. You have to under first. You have to get the understanding that all of this is not historical, right? It is not fact, right? But it's still valuable, right? So, like people get into the situation where if it's not real, it's not valuable, and I shouldn't listen to it, right? But we still tell fairy tales to our children and stories and tell you about moral character and all that, right? Right. So um, just because it's not historically fact doesn't make it not valuable. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, so getting somebody to say, okay, well, okay, I agree with you on that, right? So then you walk them down this path, okay? If these are not historical facts, and then you start getting into the three different books, you know, uh, the Bible um, is uh, is Abrahamic faith. Quran is Abrahamic faith. Uh, the uh, Torah is an Abrahamic faith. So these are pretty much the same story, right? Gotcha. Mono, monotheistic, right? So then, like, you're gonna get the same story, but different versions. So those three are easy, and this is why people float between them very easily, right? Um, because their grounding is the same, right? Um, but then you start getting, if you read something like the volume and you get into a concept like all is mind, like everything, uh, uh, what they're really getting at is manifestation. Everything mm-hmm. is a thought in somebody's head before it's ever brought to fruition, right? So that, that saying in the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Right, the sun was a thought in somebody's head before it came to fruition, right? Then, then all the technology we have, somebody said, what if we do this? Think about Steve Jobs and the iPod, right? He's like, I wanna put music in people's pocket, right? If I ask them, right? How would they like to listen to their music? They're going to tell me to make a better CD player, mm. right? <laughs> right. So from nothing to something, it all starts with a little thought. Um, so, so reading, having an open mind to uh, uh, read the other three, figure out what's going on, find the common thread, right? You have to find the commonalities. Like um, I always have the question right and slight answer is like hey jesus disappeared for 18 years was it 18 yeah he came back at 30. Mm-hmm. he left at 12. he disappeared for 18 years where did he go what was he doing what was he learning how did he come back with all these powers because when he was 12 he had these powers right <laughs> yeah yeah man. Right? what kind of super vegetable was he like you know what i mean <laughs> uh uh so it's just like it's just like okay. Uh, well, I think he was he was in Egypt learning all these, learning the utmost uh, uh, levels of spirituality, right? Wow. Um, so that he can come back and do what he needs to do, fulfill his mission, right? Um, but even the but even the messianic story is has been there even before the Bible, right? So you get into the text, you get, you become a super nerd about the text, right? Come very analytical about what it's trying to tell you, not what it's, what are the lessons, not specifically what it tells you, right? What are the lessons I can take from this? Then from there, once you, once you get on that train, okay, I'm taking the lessons from here, here, and here, right? Um, once you get the lessons, then it's just like, okay, I have the lessons. Now, how do I apply them? Right? Mm-hmm. Then it goes to try to apply them. And what you'll find is that like, like some pieces fit more together. If I add these two, then that points to a bigger problem. Or well, not a bigger problem, a bigger solution, right? And then what you'll find is kind of just like, okay, let me get out of this 
let me out of the text. I'm in real world application. And then like, if you're an avid reader or whatever your, your mode, your medium is, you'll start finding those things in, in other things, right? So let me give you an example. So when people talk about manifestation, right? So, um, um, in science, there's a double slit experiment. Did you have to go through that? So the double slit uh, experiment is, right? They pass a, an, an electron, was it electron or photon? Can't remember. Anyway, they pass it through a single slit. They make it large enough for one single uh, electron to go through. Okay. Right? Yeah. On the wall, like, so if you don't pay attention to the slit, on the wall, you'll get a wave pattern, right? Okay. When you pay attention to the slit on the wall, you get a point, right? So it's just like, okay, how does that relate to manifestation in your life, right? So for me, uh, with all the reading I've done in my experience, what I said was, okay, oh, I can connect the two because all that is is if I really focus on what I'm, like when I think about what I want, there's multiplicities, right? You can get it this way, you can get that way, you got multiple routes. That's the wave on the wall, right? That's the wave pattern. It's showing you like there are many ways to do what you wanna do, right? When you really hone in on what you wanna do and how you wanna get it, then the point on the other side of the wall becomes clear and that's your path forward. That's my way I'm gonna get it. That's the way that I'm gonna manifest it in my life, right? So the, the lesson from that is be, when you tell the universe what you want, be very specific. Be very specific. So you can not get the, so you can get the, the specific way, specific route, right? And that, 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 that requires you to do visualization techniques where you just sit down, you close your eyes, you can keep your eyes open. You just think about what do I want in my life in detail, right? But, but yeah, when you tell the universe what you want, be very specific. That's manifestation, speaking into existence, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 works without faith, faith uh, no, faith without works is dead, right? All the same stuff, different levels, same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Specificity, right? So, so, so basically, become a nerd in the spiritual text, find the common thread, then try to apply it apply those principles in real life into things that that are not necessarily spiritual uh spirituality based right and you'll find things start to mesh up um and then uh, if you really want to get into it then you go to the history side of the game and then you like oh okay how did this come about who were the key players right because specifically for christianity what you'll find is like christianity and the Bible, the text itself, was a political tool. And just like, well, people do that all the time. Yeah. I understand, right? Um, it, was, it was real bloody back then over the Bible. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, just, you go from the text to the common thread to the uh, everyday application. And then... Hopefully everyone understands after that, but... Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, 
that was a long ramble. I'm sorry, dog. No, don't don't be sorry, man. I, I like it when my guests, uh, you know, get into to you know the stuff they know, the stuff they that are they're passionate about. So thank thank you for dropping some more knowledge on me. I, it's enjoyable for me. I hope it's it is for you too. Uh, let me think. Yep. Uh, just a heads up, we have about ten minutes left in the show. Uh, thank you again. Uh, you heard me say it many times and you know just because I, I really am grateful for for your time and you know the energy you've brought to the podcast and you know being open to answering all the questions man yeah man no problem so uh we've reached the concluding portion where i only got a few more questions for you uh okay. i've been trying to find a way to connect my guests i don't know if you ever got into that portion of uh some of the episodes but basically the, my previous guest has a question for you um and he he was trying to tell me that not to present it in a way where it's not like you know too aggressive because the question is who do you think you are like if you're gonna describe that you know he wasn't it's not an aggressive tone but <laughs> who do you think you are yeah, yeah, I just think. <laughs> come on this show and tell people all this stuff uh, uh, the uh, uh, vain side of me will say, "Bitch, I'm the shit," <laughs> right? I got you. Um, the astute side of me says, um, "I'm just a person uh, on a journey to be the best person that I can be," right? And I think I've said it multiple times in this interview: taking in information, seeing what fits, seeing what's the best. Um, and trying to apply it in my life, right? So that I can have a as much of a faultless foundation as possible. Um, I am Sydney O. Fitzgerald Bill the first, and um, I'm one of the realest motherfuckers you'll ever meet uh, because I know who I am. Uh, I know a lot about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, I'm a great learner, um, I'm fair, and I have integrity. And even in even in uh, the things like situations where it'll make it hard on me, right? Still having that integrity. Um, and to this day, that is a characteristic that has kept me out of trouble and, and has allowed me to become inspiration of people. People tell me, I've had a few people like on Facebook, Instagram, and in real life, like, man, you are inspiration. And I was just like, man, I'm just, I don't even feel like an adult. Yeah, I still be trying to figure out like, what's for dinner? Like, ain't adults <laughs> supposed to know what that is? Like, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just a person trying to be the best that they can be um, uh, in every way. Gotcha, man. You're doing it. You're doing it. Um, my second question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest I don't know I'm gonna think of something no right? worries. I, you can get back to me you can get back to yeah, me yeah, yeah. I, I, because because what I generally do is like I have conversations like this like I set up environments to have conversations like this and like 
Um, and there's never a, a sort of leading question, right? <laughs> and so, gotcha. like, it all depends on the situation, right? Um, all right, all right, yeah. If I was having, just the one thing. Oh, um, one thing I always like to know is, like, uh, like, what is people, I generally ask, like, what is your story? But more specifically, what has been um, the biggest uh, hurdle you have either, either struggled with and are still getting past, right? I don't want I don't want to know what you got past. I want to know what you're what you're struggling with. What comes back, Ooh. right? Yeah, yeah, right? got you. Because that lets me know, like that gets me into the psychology of a person, real deep without having to build a big profile, right? Mm. Yeah. What do you struggle with, either daily, monthly, yearly? Yeah. Yo, man, that's a, that's a really good one. I'm gonna have to add that to the list. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want a happy ending. Don't give me a happy ending. <laughs> like at the end of it, I want to know. Yeah, it's rough, and then it's just like okay, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's right. I'm with it. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for that addition. Uh, and my final question for you is what is the greatest lesson you've learned thus far in your life? Could be a lot. So, you know, don't overthink it. You could just go with the first one that seems the most important. Um, the greatest lesson is, uh, uh, if, if I had to encompass it all, is uh, allowing allowing yourself to be flexible and allowing others to be flexible right so so life comes at you with a lot of changes change is normal right change is constant right so give yourself the space that when change whether it's a small change or a big change comes in your life giving yourself the space to adjust knowing that there will be adjust an adjustment period and then at the same time for other people like allow giving them the time to adjust because not everybody's going to adjust in the same way but the 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 biggest key is make the adjustment right don't stand still make the adjustment however much time you need just let me see the progress let me know you're thinking about it but allowing yourself and allowing others around you to make the adjustment in whatever life throws at them. No doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, I think you had mentioned way earlier in the podcast, you mentioned something about expectations. And uh, yeah, that's one of the ways, you know, we got to be flexible is because having those expectations, at least for me, has led to some disappointments. And, um, you know, remaining flexible lessens the chance for, for disappointments. Uh, yeah. that, that's how I've taken it. So, yeah, yeah man. Uh, once again thank you Al uh, thank you everybody out there who checked out the episode um, much love thank you for your time man I know you know you're doing a lot it sounds like you're doing a lot and uh, so thank you for yeah hey, I got some yard work to do right <laughs> <laughs> for sure man for sure man yeah, man. yeah I, won't, right. I won't hold you too long um, 